The Guardian. Support for this podcast comes from Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes creating a professional website for your business, personal brand or portfolio so easy, it's newsworthy. Go to squarespace.com and use the offer Guardian to get 10% off. Well, you tried it just for once, found it all right for kicks. But now you find out that it's a habit that sticks and you're an orgasm addict. You're an orgasm addict. Sneaking in the back door with dirty magazines. So your mother wants to know what all the stains on the jeans. And you're an orgasm addict. You're an orgasm addict. As the season of literary log rolling draws to its close, we take a satirical look at eight of the big books of the year with The Guardian's John Crace and try to digest what they reveal about the state we're in at the end of 2014. Today's digested read is How to Build a Girl, a semi-autobiographical debut novel from the broadcaster, TV critic and columnist Kathleen Moran. It's the first of a planned trilogy to be followed, naturally, by How to Be Famous and How to Change the World. So how is 14-year-old Johanna Morrigan getting on so far? Be warned, if you're of sensitive disposition, this does contain some strong language. It's 1990, and I'm lying in bed next to my brother. He is six, I am 14. I need to masturbate. My dad is downstairs pretending to be a rock star and trying to avoid the bloke from the council who wants to cut his benefits. Come down, Joanna, he shouts. Not before I've wanked myself off with mum's hairbrush, I yell. Help! My mum comes into the bedroom making one of those faces that Catelyn Moran will later become known for. You'll give yourself nits if you use my brush. Try using the mum deodorant you shoplifted earlier. At least you will smell nice afterwards. There is a knock on the door. It's the health visitor. How was your vagina? She asks. OMG, she only thinks it's me that had the twins and not my mum. Fuck the lot of you, I storm out. I'm fed up with being fat with 38 double D tits and living in Wolverhampton with a broken old computer with the capital letters key stuck on. What are you going to do? My brother Chrissy asked. First, I'm going to read The Bell Jar, and then I'm going to go to London to become a rock journalist for the DM&E, which isn't to be confused with the enemy. Fucking hell, said Chrissy. You don't think that sounds a bit too much like a straightforward novelization of how to be a woman? You've no idea how hard it is to write a book. It is literally the most difficult thing in the whole world. Why can't you be a bit more supportive and say, like, really, really nice things like my friends have? I hate being 14 and fat. You've already said that. Look, Catelyn, said her editor, rushing up to North London with several bottles of vodka and an aromatherapist. It's fine. It really doesn't matter if a lot of it's the same as before. The world loves you and will buy whatever you write. So I'm only wearing my Doc Martens in the DM&E offices. I've changed my name to Dolly Wilde and I've been asked to do an interview with John Kite. I mean, THE John Kite. I rush off the toilets to have a giant wank, though now I'm feeling a bit anxious that I haven't yet had a proper fuck. John Kite is literally like the best, kindest bloke I've ever met. We drink loads together and my interview reads a bit like a love letter. But I don't mind because I love him. Except now I'm back in Wolverhampton and no one from the DM&E has rung because the phone has been cut off and my dad's benefits have been cut and I'm feeling terrible that it might be because of something I said. Just as I'm having another wank, the phone does ring and it's DM&E saying I can do some more reviews but must try not to write like such a fan. This is fab. I'm now going to be the meanest motherfucking muso journalist in London. Do you want to fuck, someone asks. Sure, I reply, because like, one, why not? And two, it's time for one of my trademark lists. Wow, wow, talk about a massive cock. How is a girl meant to sit on that? Where's mum's hairbrush when I need it? 
So now I'm going out with this posh writer who doesn't really love me, and all of a sudden I find I'm writing a decent, funny, tender book in which the volume and the capital letters have been turned down. Enough of that, says Catelyn. There needs to be more me, me, me. Look, girls, let me interrupt the narrative in case you have missed my message. It's okay to be whoever you are. Sometimes you build the wrong woman and then you rebuild her. Just don't take too many drugs or self-harm, and then even if you were born poor, you too can be famous. Yes, says Joanna. The key to life is to always be very, very nice to everyone, especially your well-connected friends, and be very, very loud and enthusiastic. And don't forget to always, always use capitals. Digested read, digested. How to build a brand. That was Hannah Jane Parkinson reading John Crace's Digest of Kathleen Moran's How to Be a Girl. Hannah joins me now in the studio along with Guardian writer Homer Khalili and John Crace himself. First of all, John, is it really quite as filthy potty-mouthed as, it, as you make it out to be? Oh, entirely. Entirely. I mean, I, you know, I don't think I've introduced any extra wanks or fucks or vaginas than were there already. It is part of the way Catelyn writes. I mean, my main problem with the book wasn't the language. It was the fact that it just felt entirely familiar and a novelization of her first book, which was How to Build a Woman, and which was a very good sort of book on, you know, feminism for the 20-year-old younger generation of women. And I just think she can do a lot better than this. Homer, are you a fan of Catelyn? I am, yes. I think, um, as John says, she can be rude and she can be childish, and that's one of the joys of reading her. I think she makes a lot of women want to cheer. At the moment, she's one of our most visible feminists, and... She does, she brings like a joy to a lot of people. I mean, I think there are problems with the fact that she is branded as sort of the sole feminist voice at the moment. But she's part of what's called the fourth wave of feminism. What is that? Well, the waves are kind of problematic, aren't they? Some people agree that they're sort of set categories and some people don't. But um, she's definitely a part of a revival of feminism that we've seen in the last few years. And a lot of it is kind of interlinked with social media and having more and more women's voices that are finally being heard. Um, And the problem, I think, with the way that Catelyn is positioned is that it's sometimes to the detriment of those other voices. So she's great on um, talking about poverty and the way she grew up, but um, a lot of people have criticised the way she talks about race and the fact that that's never mentioned in her writing. And I don't think that's a problem in itself, but I think it's a problem that that other voices are kind of pushed out when she's branded like that. Hannah, are you a fan? Um, yeah, I think she's great on the whole. I agree with John's point. You know, she does kind of write about the same thing a lot, but I think at least what she's writing about is good and her, her work is good quality and it's not like Bob Geldof doing the same thing but making it awful all the time. I think she actually wrote something in 92, which was basically also the same book about a girl growing up on a council estate in Wolverhampton. But I think, you know, she is a good role model and... She's very visible to kind of young women in the sense that I would give this book to, like, my friend's younger kind of children and... Children? Not children, because there's too many wanks in it. But what I mean is she kind of... She allows 
I think like feminism has been this thing where there are younger people who think it is about bra burning and it is about hating men and she's just funny and she's relatable because she didn't grow up with like a silver spoon in her mouth and she just has this kind of like doesn't give a fuck attitude and she's relatable and that's why kind of everyone likes her and okay so she does write about very similar things all the time but she does it very well and you know she's very funny but at the same time has a has a great message i think she shouldn't write for the times because there's a paywall so nobody can read her she should write for the guardian basically john presumably you're more skeptical about her you're not exactly the demographic she's writing to are you i'm certainly not no i'm a sort of 58 year old man i'm about the last person she's writing for i mean but i i would go along i think she is a good writer my my thing is that i think that she's got so much more to offer than just this one shtick and as the kind of digested read points out when she stops being herself and being sort of full-on Catelyn and allows herself to be a novelist, about two-thirds of the way through the book, there is actually a very tender novel and something kind of quite good. And I think if she had start, if she'd used that and then taken the time to re-edit the book and to go back and say, OK, you know, I was finding my voice, now let's lose all the kind of shouty bits at the start. Because... Being a novelist isn't the same as being a journalist and they're two very different skills and I feel that this is a journalist, you know, or no, not so much even a journalist, a columnist writing a book about herself. Which presumably is the, is what she's been encouraged to do by her publishers because Kathleen is catnip as one of our radio producers said. Well, I think that's part of it and I also think... You know, How to Be a Woman sold a phenomenal amount of books and Penguin will have wanted a follow-up and they will take whatever they can get. But I'm sure if she had delivered a proper novel, uh, I don't mean proper in the sense of, you know, kind of literary fiction, but a book that sort of felt like a novel rather than just an autobiography with a bit of sort of invention, I think it would have been a lot better. I'm just going to leave you with what another columnist, the Observer reviewer Barbara Ellen, wrote. It was, as with How to Be a Woman, the novel is wittily written, but if she persists, Moran, is in danger of becoming to female masturbation what Keats was to nightingales. Which I think is a great, it sort of gets all those aspects of her potential and, and her p- possible limitations. Well, you can only buy it, read it and make your own mind up, I guess. Thanks to Hannah Jane Parkinson, Homer Kalili and John Crace. How to Build a Girl is published by Ebury Press. For more great downloads, go to theguardian.com/audio.